want to improve your English listening skills with weekly interesting conversations, well, welcome to the Teachify English podcast from Sevilla to the world. Let's go. Hello, Jack. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks, Lewis. How about you? I'm not too bad. Been better, been yeah. worse, but hey, that's life. So, um, without wasting any time, let's get straight into the topic. And our topic is all about war. War. Ugh. Ugh. It makes my my spine shiver just thinking of it. So, Jack, what words, what vocabulary comes to mind when you hear the word war? Um, violence, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or fighting. Violence, fighting, guns. Guns, soldiers. Soldiers, the military, the army. Yeah. Travel. Travel, yeah. I mean, I guess people who are in the army do a lot of traveling. Yeah, yeah. Maybe by boat, by plane, by Not. submarine. Yeah. So many possibilities. Mm. And before we started recording, Jack, you were telling me about um, a story, a really unusual, interesting, and quite moving story related to World War Two. It was actually World War One. Uh-huh. So the story happened in World War One, um, and this was at Christmas time during World War One. So normally at Christmas time uh, in World War One, there was an agreement between uh, the English and the German soldiers, who were the English's enemy in this war, that they would not fight. So f- throughout the, the days of Christmas, they would not fight. Um, so... Uh, during Christmas time, they were all very bored in their trenches. Um, so a trench, in, this, uh, in case you are wondering, is a hole in the ground where these soldiers would fight in, in, a, in World War I. So uh, a trinchera in Spanish, to help you out. So they were very bored, sat in their trenches. Um, and uh, because they had nothing to do, they went onto no man's land, which is the piece of land between the trenches. And they began to play football with the German soldiers, the enemy, the enemy soldiers. So they ended up having a very nice Christmas together with the enemy. Yeah, it's amazing. It's such a great story. And you can imagine mm-hmm. what a surreal environment that mm-hmm. would have been. Mm. And maybe you wouldn't know if you could trust the enemy or not. Mm-hmm. And in the end, football brings people together. I think if I was in that situation, I would stay in the trench. Yeah, me too. I'd be terrified. <laughs> well, no, because I don't like football. <laughs> uh, well, I, I like football, but I would probably stay in the trench with you anyway. <laughs> and uh, Jack, you mentioned that you've just had a Spanish class. I have. And you were also speaking about war. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you speak about? Um, well, we, we spoke about... Well, my Spanish teacher never studied uh, World War One. Um, so I was basically talking a lot about World War One. I. I told that story, um, but we spoke about a lot of other things. Um, I mean, one of the things that is quite interesting about World War One is that um, the strategies that they were using were very old, very old-fashioned, antiquated. However, the weapons and the technology were very modern for the time. So this means that this war was very bloody there was a lot of people who died during this war because of this Mm -hmm. yeah it's Mm -hmm. fascinating you Mm -hmm. seem to know quite a lot about Mm. wars 
Well, I did study history at university. And um, which war um, attracts your attention the most? My favourite war of all time. Yeah, I mean, which one would it be? Um, I would have to say Vietnam. The Vietnam War for me is the most interesting one that I've studied. And why? Um, I don't know. I think it's also because of the the cultural aspects of it. um, So, for example, the the anti-war movement in the USA at the time was very interesting because you had the hippies, you had the you know the Black Panther movement as well, which was also joined with the with the anti-war movement. Um, also, a lot of the music from the time I still listen to a lot. You have a lot of anti-war protest songs. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, in fact, I, I wrote my thesis at university on the anti-war movement during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. So you're an expert in this field. Well, I was an expert. I think I've forgotten most of the things that I learned at university now. Uh-huh. Because mm. um, since I was a child, I've always been interested in war and it's strange how Mm. human beings were attracted to the idea Mm. of violence and of battles well i I think it actually it was more that they were misled into these situations the the government tricked them Mm -hmm. um so i I think there's a statistic where they were saying in, in the vietnam war most soldiers would shoot would try and shoot above the heads of the enemies because they didn't want to kill anybody Wow. Mm. And then you think back, I think we've had this discussion about when the best era would have been to live. And Mm. despite the last year, despite (laughs) 2020, uh, right now we're safer than ever. And we live in a time where there are very few battles and conflicts compared to the past. I reckon 2019 was better than 2020. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But if you think about ancient civilizations Mm -hmm. and Mm hunter-gatherers who would always be battling and Mm -hmm. fighting and attacking the enemy in order to survive. Mm -hmm. And now, look at us, sitting here, recording a podcast. The virus is outside. The virus is there (laughs) to combat and defeat the virus. All Mm. we have to do is stay at home and be lazy. Mm. Amazing. Anyway, moving on, um, I've got a few questions for you, Jack, and I believe... You've got a few questions for me too. Mm-hmm. So the first one um, is: being a soldier compulsory in our country, in the UK? No, no, it's not. Uh, so this, in, in English, we call this conscription. So this is when you you are you need to do some years of military service when you are eighteen, usually. Um, so I was actually surprised to learn that in a lot of countries in Europe. So, for example, Germany. It's only over the past 20 years, 20, 30 years, that they have stopped conscription. So it is no longer compulsory for Germans to be in the military. Um, I think in the UK, we used to have conscription when we were, when we were um, fighting World War II. Mm-hmm. However, I think this stopped in, 19, in the 1950s, I think. Yeah, and even in Spain, it's quite a recent thing too, because um, people still speak about la mili, which mm. is the the term which people use to refer to military service or conscription. Exactly. Mm. So, thank God, luckily, um, it wasn't compulsory for us, and I never considered joining the army. No, I don't think I would be a very good soldier. I'd be terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm afraid of too many things. I'm too much of a fussy eater. 
I only eat certain things. <laughs> don't forget the battling and all the dedication and the exercise. It's the eating that it's you the would food. struggle. It's the food, yeah. Good. And what about in your family? Has anyone ever fought in a, in a war? Um, so my grandfather, my great-grandfather, so my grandfather's father, he fought in World War One, uh, and we were searching through his, his old things uh, fairly recently, and we found a lot of his old medals from World War One. Wow, it's cool. Yeah, uh, but also my well, in because my my father is from Venezuela, and in Venezuela during my my when my dad was growing up, they had conscription, they had military service. However, they um, they would not allow him to do military service because he had flat feet. Oh wow! Yeah, I mean, was he relieved? Yes, I think he was very relieved. <laughs> I mean, it seems like such an insignificant thing. Yeah, I think it's because his family had a lot of connections in the military. Actually, no, my, my Venezuelan grandfather was a, a lieutenant colonel in, in the Venezuelan military. So he was very high up in the Venezuelan military. However, he didn't fight any, any major wars. Yeah, I think hmm. my uh, great-grandfather's hmm. also fought in... World War One or mm-hmm. World War Two, but mm-hmm. I, I've never met them, mm-hmm. and I never really brought up the conversation with my grandparents. Mm-hmm. I know they were in the army, but mm-hmm. they never actually fought any wars. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Perfect. So, war um, <laughs> is it a thing of the past? Uh, I I hope so. Um for the main reason that I would not like to be involved in any kind of military service or conscription. Um, I think at the moment um, we have much more powerful weapons, much more powerful arms at the moment. So for example, we have the, we have nuclear weapons now. Um, and I think that this, uh, although this is a bad thing in many ways, I think one of the positive aspects is that countries are less likely to fight a war because because of these weapons, basically. Exactly. If um, the US tried to bomb, I don't know, Russia, then mm-hmm. Russia would bomb the US. Exactly. And basically, um, the world is over. Exactly. Everybody would die would... sooner or later. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the reasons why I think and I hope that uh, war won't happen again, mm. or at least a world war mm. won't happen again. Perhaps... A civil war. Could be. Maybe in the USA. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think there will be more conflicts. I'm, I'm sure there will be more military conflicts or military fights. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think any more global wars. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope so. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed, as I always say. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed. <laughs> and um, does that mean that having an army is a waste of money? Mm. So I think this is another thing. It's similar to the nuclear bomb thing. It's um, in many ways it's a very it's a bad thing that a lot of countries invest or or spend so much money on their military. However, it is another deterrent or another reason not to go to war, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I often think like, oh, we're spending so mm-hmm. much and the government is investing so much money mm-hmm. in uh, weapons and yeah. submarines and nuclear warfare mm-hmm. when we could use that money for better healthcare, perhaps mm-hmm. better education. And the world yeah. could be 
a better place to live. Yeah, I mean, but but also you have so not not all governments are trustworthy. If you think about, for example, Putin, uh, well, or Russia, I mean, they they invaded Ukraine a few years ago. Yeah, it was it Crimea? The Crimea. The Crimea. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, countries need to be, need to have the ability to defend themselves against bigger countries. Mm. Very interesting. And mm. um, now, before we come to the end of the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. let's mention a few of our favorite war films. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to get started by one that I watched recently, mm-hmm. which is um, called Black Hawk Down. What's Black Hawk Down about? Well. I vaguely remember it because I'm <laughs> terrible at remembering details. But basically, it's uh, a group of uh, special agents who I think they go to somewhere in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So it's a relatively recent war, and then it's supposed to be an easy mission. Mm-hmm. But then they encounter problem after problem. They get trapped, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people who are fighting there unfortunately pass away but it's a film that's always on tv at least in the uk and i've always really enjoyed it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that's my first recommendation black hawk down mm-hmm. what about you uh so my recommendation isn't really a war film however it does have one section in it uh about the vietnam war which i really like uh so the film uh my, my favorite uh, film that features a war uh, would be Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. So for Forrest Gump, um, I'm sure many of you have already seen it, but there is a, a section in Forrest Gump where he goes to fight in the Vietnam War, and I, I have always very much enjoyed this section of the film because it's uh, mainly because of the soundtrack, but it's it's also just the most the for, for me the best part of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with you, hundred percent. Another mm-hmm. one which I'm thinking of now would be well, a couple. Both in the World War Two, which would be Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. and the other one is Dunkirk. You enjoyed Pearl Harbor. Well, <laughs> not necessarily because it's a great film. Maybe I enjoy the romantic part of it, but um, it's epic it and is. it's easy to watch. Yeah, yeah. And finally, I believe you watched a war film a few nights ago. What was it? Uh, I watched Nineteen Seventeen. Uh, which is kind of going back to the topic of World War One. Um, so yeah, I, I very much enjoyed 1917. Um, perhaps the best film of the year of 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I saw it when like six months ago, maybe mm-hmm. well longer, maybe mm-hmm. like a year ago almost, mm-hmm. because I went to the cinema. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah, um, remember cinemas? <laughs> yeah, I know. Those were the days. But no, it's epic and so different. So mm-hmm. we recommend these films. Uh, yeah, a lot of very long scenes. Mm-hmm. I remember you get you kind of get yeah. immersed in everything yeah. that's going on. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, thanks for listening, everybody. Before we finish, I want to tell a joke because oh no, <laughs> I haven't been telling a lot of jokes recently. So nice and quick, Jack and listeners. What month do all troops hate? I don't know, Lewis. What months do all troops hate? <laughs> I can't even tell it. So, um, let me repeat the question. What month do all troops hate? March! Oh. They will walk together. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. 
Don't forget to leave a review, follow us on social media, and most importantly, teachify your life.